Mm. No, I don't need a third cup of coffee. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bite, um, the show about cosplay conventions and all the nerdy bits and bites. Uh, it's been a hot minute since the last episode, um, but I'm extremely excited and happy to have the wonderful uh, Kjora Cosplay uh, join me again. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, how's your weekend been so far? Um, it's been pretty good, pretty busy. I just actually uh, came back from a convention yesterday, so lots of. Oh, busy. really? Yeah. Which one? It was called GCX. Um, it's essentially a gaming expo. It was originally a Destiny convention that they converted oh. into more, yeah, more game centric. Uh, convention and the profits go to St. Jude. So it's a, it's a really good. It's a really oh, that's good really convention. nice. That's really great. Yeah, it's a really good convention. Yeah. So did you just go for that one day? I did. Um, there was a cosplay competition that I took part in. Ooh, how'd you do? Um, I'm not really sure. They just announced a winner. Um, and then honorable mentions. So. I was okay. not the winner. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's not the con we're here to talk about today. I <laughs> actually didn't realize you were you were there because I think I think Danielle was there. Yes. In yeah. her Lady Demetres cosplay. Yes. I yes, I saw her. She looked fantastic. Oh, I I love her to bits. Love her yes. to bits. Um, lady. So. Not that con, but in terms of we're actually here, or at least I am, and I mean, you, you're here on the show, so you agreed to it, so binding contract and all that. No, no, no contract, none of the sort. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting on the $50 deposit. Um, <laughs> no, no, joke aside, um, you were at uh, Megacon <sighs> in Orlando, I got checking saving. What? Yes. Okay. Oh, um, I was saying I got a check from the savings um, for the $50 deposit. But yes, I was oh, at okay. Orlando. Okay. <laughs> yes, and that was... Was that end of May? It was, it was actually the second to last weekend of May. Which was Memorial Day weekend? I what believe so. Oh, no, no, no. Memorial Day was the last weekend of May, so it was the weekend before then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You you had stuff going on the last two weeks in terms of when we were trying to, like, schedule up an episode. But yeah. in any case, you were there. Um, you were actually there on behalf of slash working with um, Misty Mountain Gaming. Yes, I was. Um, because you are, oh, if I'm going to get this right, like a cosplay partner slash affiliate with them? I'm more considered an influencer. I'm part of their adventurers program. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would, I would eventually get into words that, but I get the same vein or something like that. Um, cause like, I, I'm just aware of them because, um, Oh my Sophie actually works for them as their 
I guess their marketing slash influencer relations kind of thing yeah. position. But in any case, um, you were there at the booth, I imagine selling prints and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, what was it like? Oh, it was it was amazing. Um, it's almost been about a year now that I've worked with Misty Mountain Gaming, and I can I can say it's it's probably the best company I've ever worked for. They really set the standard for how they treat their employees and their influencers, and you can tell that they just have a lot of love to give, and they want to make sure that you're taken care of. Um, this MegaCon event ended up being a content creation weekend for the adventurers program for Misty Mountain. So they put us up in a room and we brought a photographer along and we shot so much content, which should be coming out later this month, I believe. Um, it'll be like some commercials and videos. It'll be a lot of fun stuff. Um, but they did that at no cost to us and they made sure that we were taken care of completely. They offered us guest positions at their booth. Um, it was just such a generous thing for the company to do and it was just such a positive experience yeah yeah, yeah wow um so i guess for the, for those unaware from what i can gather from like looking them up and from like all the stuff that sophie posted about uh about them um they're primarily uh centered around the uh tabletop uh side of i guess gaming slash nerdy goodness yeah. kind of stuff so it's it's more so basically on the uh like dungeons and dragons uh, making fancy schmancy looking dice yeah. and i guess i i'm assuming like table mat those corner those sorts of uh products yes um so we sell custom stone dice um and they're 100 percent real stone they're very beautiful i own two sets of them um like a lifetime warranty i believe on the stone dice as well if oh, they're shit. Like, okay. yeah if they're ever chipped or cracked um they have a lifetime warranty on them they also have resin dice they have sharp edge resin dice which i love sharp edge for some reason i don't know why um they sell dice trays they sell leather bags um we also have like leather books we have this one book I'm, I'm i can't remember how much it is but it's literally like the size of my entire torso it's so big <laughs> yeah and it's a blank book so you can write in it i don't know if you're gonna write whatever you're gonna write maybe your life story or something but um we sell we sell a lot of a lot of fun things um it is mostly dnd centric we also <clears throat> sell one shots or we're getting ready to sell our one shots so okay our campaigns all right i'm I wasn't gonna i'm not gonna pressure you to say anything don't worry um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm just like quickly scrolling through their website yeah i got a bunch of bunch of books um yep you know, like you said stone dice glass dice yes our glass dice are really whatever nice. the, whatever the hell bone dice means so it's 100% uh, bone. Um, it's it's organically or ethically sourced bone um, that they oh, have. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
they have cut and carved into dice. They also have a Holy giant smokes. 20 bone die as well. Yeah, metal dice. And then your classic D&D miniatures. Um, yeah, that's the only thing we sell is minis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I'm just like scrolling through there. What you said, the Adventures Ambassador Team Program sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So again, all these lovely, rad-looking people. They're a beautiful bunch. I love them all. Yeah. Holy smoke, three pages. And I'm like, why haven't I seen you yet? Like, oh, I'm just still scrolling down, scrolling down. So you're, you're, I, I'm going to assume you're there um, eventually on one of the pages. But um, so did the con consist of mostly, wait, did you all have, or okay, no, better question. Um, so, I mean, just from me scrolling through the website and like that particular section, um, you get a pretty sizable ambassador team. Um, did everyone go or were there like a subset of you that were able to like make time for the convention? It was more along the lines of whoever was available to go went. Um, it was offered to everybody in the adventures program, but um, it is in Florida. So it is kind of a, a long distance for some of our adventurers. We're not all located in one state, unfortunately, even though I wish we were. Um, right. So it did end up working out, though, that... Um, how many is that? Five of the six people in our campaign um, that we just recently wrapped up were able to attend. So it was really nice because a lot of these people we haven't met in person. Um, right. Like I haven't met... Uh, D&D wannabe in person, Rob, um, his brother wasn't able to attend, but everybody else in the campaign was able to attend as well. So it was just, it was, it was a very nice, wholesome thing. Um, you know, when you play a campaign for months and you haven't seen each other, then you finally see each other. And it's just, I don't know, it's a really nice feeling, like a reunion. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then I met some new new characters new faces um met sophie for the first time very beautiful human being love her to death um i met nailed it i met eugene photo um suki suki's amazing just met a lot of people and it was a really great experience yeah yeah no it it sounds like it was um i imagine you all had um like, did you all work at the booth or did you like all had your separate times of like signings or things like that? Or, um, so we had booth slots available. Um, so that way okay. everybody would have equal amount of time at the booth. It was balanced. Gotcha. Um, and you could sign up for certain days. So I think one of the days I was a Star Wars character. And so I was like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense to sit at a D&D booth being a Star Wars character. So I didn't sign up for that day. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this was a three-day convention? It's technically four days, I believe. Four days? Oh, shit. Okay. It might um, be four, but I'm pretty sure it's four because it starts on Thursday. 
MegaCon Orlando, a huge four-day weekend. There's my answer. Okay. <laughs> um. So did you have cosplays for each of the days you were there, or like, did you have your like eventual like casual Sunday kind of thing, or? It ended up being a casual Sunday, um, because I will say that from the moment we got there, we were just working the entire time, whether we were producing content or being at the convention, uh, just interacting, having a great time, getting drinks after work or after the convention, getting dinner, um, because we also had dinner with the um, the cast, I guess you could call it, side of Misty Mountain the staff side. Um, okay. and so we would all have a big family dinner, um, hang out with everyone, see their amazing faces. Um, some of my favorite people. And then it was just, it was just nonstop for four days. So by the time Sunday came around, everybody was very tired. Um, plus it was a oh very, yeah, it was a very crowded convention too. It was record attendance, I believe. Oh, wow. Yes, I think um, it was on a news station. I think they said over 140,000 attendants on Saturday. Whew. Yeah. That's, I'm, well, of course it's a lot, but like I'm just going off of, I'm just curious if any other con that I've been to ever matched that attendant. It's surprising, but Dragon Con hasn't, I think maybe their normal numbers are lower than that. I know that. Megacon numbers? Dragon Con. Oh, Dragon Con. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I, I would just like defaulting to um, New York Comic Con, but like that's the biggest con in the country at the moment. Yes. Well, so. I was always under the impression that Dragon Con was the biggest con in the Southeast, but I've come to realize that Megacon is actually the biggest con in the Southeast. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, eighty-five thousand for Dragon Con. Mm, um, you're relatively—I forget—you're from—you're in the Florida area, right? Right. Okay. Yay! My memory's not that awful. <laughs> um. Okay, so you were working the booth, um, alongside Misty Mountain, um. Did that also lead into, um, did you guys have like specific panels for the company or did you like get roped into helping out with like cosplay contests or things of that nature? Um, no, we didn't do any of that. Um, we, we essentially were just there to have fun there. They basically gave us passes and they're like, if you want to hang out the booth, hang out the booth. If you want to go look around, go look around. Um, there really wasn't any obligations. It was just, they oh, cool. wanted to make sure that we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to eventually lead into. So, I mean, you said that they allowed opportunity to like wander around the convention. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, well, was there anything at the con itself that really took you by surprise or like do you have any like favorite moments from the convention itself? I will say the two times that I've been at MegaCon, my favorite section personally is the Moss Eisley section, part of the 501st. They always make it look just like you're in Disney. Um, they always wow. do a well job. Um, 
it just yeah it's amazing and then they have all the characters there you can play the card games um you can go to the forge that you see in the popular mandalorian show and the staff yep. itself they're very nice so always a great experience with them um they also had the senpai squad um express skins area and it was it, that that area was really cool because they had all the anime figures they had the anime streetwear on top of the anime stickers and then they had all these um just souped up cars with the decals on them and then they had like live music it was a really cool really cool area. <laughs> yeah they always do a well job too yeah yeah from what i've seen and heard from my past uh conventions or past iterations and like all the people that i know that would go down there um so you did casual sunday which leads me to believe that you did or wore uh three cosplays to the convention um i actually technically wore four one for each day oh okay it's just Um, the last one was less effort hence casual sunday okay i get you yeah uh what were they so thursday i wore my ronnie the witch um yes (laughs) and that was the first time i've worn her in public um i had just finished her probably the night before um i wouldn't be surprised um that was a major success um probably the most popular cosplay i have ever worn i wish i had brought business cards um but I didn't, but I was, it was, it was a lot of pictures being taken of me and having me being stopped. Um, Cause I remember I was trying to go to these different booths to see my friends and it, it was a very long process to make it to these booths because I was being stopped. <laughs> oh no. Not that I'm complaining. I, it was a great experience, but um, I just was not expecting her to be that popular. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. What was that? What was that whole process like? So, like, we're trying to. Now I'm just gonna go, flip around some windows, see if I can get. So I mean, you had all the multiple arms. I guess she's known for. Um, let me see if I can pick out. No, that's the TikTok. Ah, oh, God. Uh, what were the uh, challenging parts about making Ronnie specifically? I will say the most challenging part about Ronnie was the hat. The hat was. Oh my god. It it was a pain in the butt, really. Because yeah. patterning a hat that large to begin with, there's there's no patterns out there, so you have to make it yourself. I did use the stock of the cap. I guess you would call it the stock. Um, I used Kimpatu Cosplay's pattern for that. Um, but for the brim itself, I think I used up like three sheets of EVA foam, which I was not excited about. Um, oh my. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there goes all my EVA foam. It's fine. Oh, God. Um, but I did get to work with new materials I've never worked with before. Um, I actually ordered Foss Shape from Coscom Supplies. 
and it's basically a thermoplastic felt. Um, so I got to shape it onto the hat and then you heat it up with a heat gun, it shrinks and it creates a more defined crease in the hat itself. And then the most popular part of the hat was the lights. I got a lot of questions about the light. Um, got a lot of questions about the lights. So there's about 12 individual battery packs of fairy lights in the stock of the cap. Um, okay. you have to individually turn on. And essentially I took those fairy lights and I glued them all down, which took me about two days to do just that. Um, and then, yeah, I put a packaging material over it to kind of diffuse the light. And then the most painstaking part would probably be the hot glue that I used to create the viney texture underneath because I was looking at some reference photos and I noticed that she has a very organic texture um, on the underside of her hat. So yeah. the best way I was able to do that was essentially get a hot glue gun and squeeze it from higher up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a let it sit well just like let it drop onto the hat to create a like a viney texture right yeah no i've got i've got the picture that um uh dt jam took of you from the con itself i'm looking at it. yeah good good shot of the hat um and i can definitely see the veiny ish texture that you were just talking about yeah that's insane that's insane um so yeah no I mean, you really knocked it out of the park. I can definitely see why it got so much attention or got so much popularity at the con with being stopped all the time. Um, yeah, wow, you really, really outdid yourself with this one. Thank you. Um, and you did mention that you had a Star Wars cosplay for one of the days. I did. Um, so Friday was my Sabine Wren Star Wars cosplay, and it was actually my first 3D printed cosplay. Oh, okay. So that was a lot of fun, but that was also a learning curve. Um, I really give it to the individual cosplayers that wear full 3D printed outfits. Um, it's pretty painful. There's not really much flex or give to it, so you have to make sure that it's it's sized to your body properly. Um, some of yeah. my stuff isn't sized to my body properly just because I am very new to the software. I'm not sure, or not necessarily not sure, but just not as skilled in the software. Um, so it was, it was kind of, I was getting pinched a lot. I was kind of over that costume by the end of the day. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what so there was Star Wars, there was Ronnie. What were the other uh, outfits that you brought? So Saturday was Witch King of Angmar. Um, and I had originally wore the screen accurate Witch King of Angmar to Spooky Empire. Um, but I wanted to do a more feminized version. So Okay. I I essentially built up the boots. Um, I had the gloves, the hand 
forearm armor, the shoulder armor, the um, helmet, and the mace. And then I had a nice looking corset to tie it all in. Um, and then it wasn't really shown, but underneath that helmet, um, I did paint my skin white and had my hair white to look like the very crusty, dusty Witch King of Angmar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, yep. David got a shot of that, and I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. That, was that mace challenging to make? Um, so that was my first 3D printed helmet. Um, so it was definitely, that was also a learning curve. 3D printing is very hard if you're going into it not knowing anything because it's a lot of software that you're having to learn. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of software. And then once you do print it, you have to glue it together, sand it down, prime it. And you're using a lot of harsh chemicals. Um, so it is recommended to do it outside. You're using chemicals like Bondo epoxy um, uv resin spray paint just you're really just building something <laughs> oh yeah no you're going crazy yeah, yeah yeah you're going crazy with it um the helmet was fantastic it fit very well i did have to cut into the back of it to let it flex a little bit more so i had more give um but i will be eventually selling that helmet um, because I do not have room for it in my house. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's... Okay, so that's three. Um, yep, and then the last day was um, my best friend, Julie, came with me on Sunday. And so she was um, Zenitsu. And I was Shinobu from Demon Slayer. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I know Julie Ray from you. Um, yes. Like, found her through you. So, okay. Yep, I'm She's looking at pictures excited. right now. Yep. Oh, yeah, that is, that is definitely a casual Sunday kind of cosplay to wear. It was so comfortable. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Especially after wearing those intense builds all three days. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And Ronnie Ronnie is mostly comfortable, but Ronnie is not a Florida cosplay. And then her hat has a lot of weight in it because, I well, one, I put weights in the back of it. It's not a Florida cosplay. You, you're damn right. Oh, my God. You must have been, like, dying in that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I was, <laughs> yes, I was very sweaty. And then, I mean, the Witch King is just, like, full-on black, so it's like, uh... <laughs> yes the witch king the witch king was just uncomfortable because i couldn't see well that yeah i mean i'm going to hopefully assume that the convention itself was like air conditioned because i'm just thinking in my head it's black against the heat oh no that's a death sentence no okay so yeah the convention was comfortable on thursday it was a little warm just because ronnie is just she is a game of thrones outfit all day i mean it's essentially a bear on my back um oh yeah she, Jeez, she's gosh. a very yeah very warm cosplay um and then Sabine was extremely comfortable temperature wise um just like you know it's not the armor itself doesn't have a lot of give 
Um, but yes, yeah, Sunday we were wearing normal clothes and then we had our uh, robes over us and our wigs. And that was such a comfortable, <laughs> comfortable cosplay after everything the past three days we had been through. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, any personal favorite uh, moment or like memory from the convention itself? Hmm. Personal favorite moments. I just say the amount of time that I got to spend with everyone, seeing everyone, um, boothing for the first time ever. Well, it wasn't my, actually, I correct myself. It wasn't the first time that I boothed because I did booth with Misty Mountain in Alabama um, at Huntsville Expo. And that was a lot of fun. This will be the first, this was the first time that I was selling merchandise at a booth. Okay. And the first time that I did uh, bring my banner. So that was definitely, yeah, yeah, I was really proud of that. Scrolling quickly, quickly up. Oh, nope, nope. Down, down, down. I'm like stalking your your Twitter photos for like a hot second. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a killer. That's a killer banner. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you had a variety of prints to sell. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I think you did mention this, um, but do you have like a personal favorite, like, um, product that Misty Mountain Gaming like essentially sells? Like it's the dice, right? Oh, I love the stone dice. I mean, I was a geology major, um, in college, I became an art major. So yes. Okay. Love yeah, the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I believe I remember seeing posts about how you've done like D&D-ish campaigns with some of the other folks over at Misty Mountain. Yes. How have those generally went or been? D&D campaign we just finished. We wrapped up the Rhymehold Ritual. Um, it was a very very fun campaign to play it was a very goofy campaign uh campaign but a lot of serious elements as well um and i will say the last episode i found myself tearing up towards the end because it's just it's a wild ride that you take with all these friends you know you even though it is technically fantasy it's technically role play it is a lot of memories created and a lot of fun moments yeah I mean, I got—I got to be honest with you. Like, I've never ever done a D and D like campaign in my life, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm certainly down to try one someday. So it's just a matter of trying to get in with the right group of people that are willing to like guide me through the whole process of like making my own character and like just going through a campaign, whether it's that if it's something completely made up or if it's something that's been established like through the D&D lore or 
stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, do you have like a a personal like favorite aspect of the whole tabletop uh, hobby? I yes, I really do think my favorite part about D and D is the fact that there's so much thought that goes behind it. I mean, yes, you are role playing, but you really get into the game. It's almost like playing an MMO, but you don't have a screen in front of you. So you're, it's really in depth. I mean, it's, you cover all the bases, you cover the minute details and you really find yourself like just sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, um, what was your like class or race in the last campaign that you finished? I was a druid drow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, just trying to think, take a look. Um, well, I mean, even though you were only there for one day, uh, I mean, you did briefly talk about, like, GCX, like, at the type of convention that it was, or the proceeds that it uh, donated and made to St. Jude. Um, How was that con? It was a lot of fun. Um, We were there for a short period of time, so we didn't get to see the entire convention. Um, Okay. But for what it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, And the staff was very friendly, very kind. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um... Shoot. Uh, anything else about MegaCon that you want to like shout out or talk about or let people know about? Um, it was just a really fun event. I'm really, I'm really happy that Misty Mountain made that happen for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So, what does the rest of the year look like for you in terms of um? traveling to conventions, making cosplay, that sort of thing. Yep. So I have a couple guest uh, guest spots booked for the rest of this year. Um, I have QuestCon coming up, um, Ocala Comic Con, and I believe Brick City Anime Festival um, at the end of the year. And I will be attending a lot of other conventions in the meantime as well. Um, okay. I do have some bigger builds being planned. I know that I just recently announced on my Instagram that I will be working on a FemShep from Mass Effect. Um, and that actually a sponsored cosplay through Coscom Cosplay Supplies. I have personally met them. They are such a sweet... It's a family-run business, and they're so sweet. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited and really proud to support, you know, a business like that yeah yeah absolutely um all right well i mean so like the last time we talked it was at the beginning of the year and it was more so just a brief sort of like deep dive interview into you know who you are how you got involved within cosplay and being a nerd and all that fun stuff um 
I guess I guess since then, I guess overall, like in addition to like you know having just done GCX, having just done MegaCon, how has this overall year been for you? This year has been a little bit rough, um, but I feel like the ball is starting to roll these past couple months. Um, initially, in the beginning of the year, I felt like I was hitting a lull in my creative ambition, I guess. Um, I had a lot of family problems happening, um, and then a lot of like job and financial issues and Thankfully, all of that stuff has worked itself out, and so now I'm kind of in the recovery process of that and getting back to what I really love doing, which is creating these amazing builds. I mean, it's it's very fun um, and a very exciting thing for me to do just because it's a different – you learn so many – so much yeah, – you learn so many different things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you're – when you're working on different builds, you know, each build has a different element to it and a different, you know, something that you haven't done before. So finally getting back to that, have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, so yeah, this year should be really good and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love always seeing you like blossom and create like killer cosplay that you've so far done throughout the year. Um, Thank you. Would you say that, and I honestly can't remember because, I mean, <laughs> do I listen back to my own episodes? No. Um, to like, so like my memory is not that great in terms of like just the general, um, I guess just for past episodes, um, sometimes good, but overall I would say no, not that great, but and so, which is leading me into asking, and if I did ask this in the last episode, I apologize, but based on what you've said about, like, how um, builds that you've done being a way for you to learn a new skill, um, would you say that that is a primary driving force when selecting, like, characters to create, like, so, FemChef, um, are you going to be utilizing or, like, learning a new skill, like, throughout this cosplay that you're going to make? Yes, actually. Um, and I do have a tendency to pick cosplays that cover different areas of cosplay that I haven't learned. But I feel like at this point, after doing a 3D build, a foam build, sewing build, LED build... Um, for fabric builds, I feel like I do have a good general understanding of most categories. There are certain things like resin printing and, um, you know, big prop assembling. And then my other issue I always struggle with is, um, armor attachments. So I'm going to have to get better at that, but um, for the Femme Shep, she has an Omniblade tool. So yep. what I plan on doing is taking a clear warbler and sticking it in the pot of boiling water that has fabric dye in it and dyeing it a almost UV-type orange. Yeah. And heat forming that to create an Omniblade tool. So that'll be something that I haven't done before that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that clear warbler, I mean, works well when you're trying to, like, dye it a different color, so... 
that should be a very interesting process for you. Um, never worked with Clear War, but it's always been like back when I was still making cosplay, it was always either, either the classic brown or the new, uh, not new anymore, but new at the time, um, the black warbler. So, have you worked with the clear version before? This will be the first time that I'm working with the clear version. Um, I have worked very limited with the white warbler, and I do prefer the brown original warbler the most. It's very malleable, um, but it yeah. does have essentially higher or bigger. I guess particles, it's, that's not the right word, but it does, it has, it needs a lot of sanding. Um, when, you, yeah. <laughs> when you work with the white and black warbler, um, you have less grittier of a texture, um, but it is less sticky, less malleable. Um, and then the clear warbler, I'm, I'm imagining that is essentially the just epitome of a thermoplastic. It is a plastic that you can heat up and mold. So, yep. Yep. Um, let's see here. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I, I ran into your TikTok when I was looking through your photos, so it happens. Um, huh. Is there anything else that you want to uh, take the time, like during this episode, to chat about? Whether it's, you know, anything cosplay related. Any, I don't know, what do you, what do you call it? like, motivational thoughts or <laughs> um, stuff about, like, upcoming cons that you're excited for? Because yeah. I definitely feel like we talked about, like, your dream convention when I had you on last time. I have a gut feeling we did. Oh, um, I think I did speak about rtx i've always wanted to go to rtx but it, it's not possible this year unfortunately um but no i just i guess what i'm willing to what i want to put out there is, um, life can be difficult um i think i know for a fact my best friend julia is also going through a rough time um but as long as you chase what makes you really happy in life um you're doing the right thing, I think. And just kind of let your worries melt away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I guess that would pretty much do it um, for this episode. Because um, I don't think I have anything else to chat with you about. Because you did a fantastic job detailing how the convention was for you. Um yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, all my love and thanks to Kay Jora for popping by and um, allowing me to talk with her about the con. Um, I know for the immediate future, um, there is a part two of my PAX East coverage coming. It'll most likely be in July because of one of the cosplayers um, availability because he is in the process of moving, but that is going to happen soon. Um, at some point I will also be chatting with uh, Maru again to talk about her time at Fanime a couple weeks ago. 
time means nothing to me. I don't know when anything is anymore. Um, and yeah, uh, Kay, if they want to go find your stuff, uh, where do they go? Um, so across all the platforms, my handle is Kjora Cosplay. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, um, Reddit, Imgur, all those fun places. <laughs> oh yeah, some places. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Some <clears throat> spicy places. Um, I do. Yeah. Yep, spicy. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Cosplay Bites. Thank you all for listening, and I will catch you all in the next episode. Awesome. Thanks, guys.